This is episode number 195. I was at the marathon today and I learned some great business lessons that you can take with you to your next conference or trade show. That's coming up. This is the Red Podcast, the marketing podcast for influencers. Rise above the noise. Expand your audience. Deliver impact. Here's your host, David Hooper. Today was marathon day in Nashville, Tennessee. Got up early this morning. Not any earlier than I would normally get up, but I was out on the street. I can literally watch the marathon from my front porch. I'm walking just a few feet. I'm right up where the action is. So that's what I did. I was out at 8 a.m. taking the dog out, and everything was quiet, but a car drives by. It's got some kind of timing mechanism on it, I guess. Something was on the back. I didn't see it, but there's also a guy on the bullhorn. He says, here they come. And within maybe 30 seconds after that point, some guy just came whizzing by. I'm going to assume the guy was from Kenya, not even breaking the sweat. I was maybe at the seven-mile marker. And I've watched this marathon for years. It's interesting. First guy is just whizzing by this year. This guy is hauling ass. And maybe 30 seconds behind him, maybe a minute behind him, there's like a hipster guy. He's got a goatee, shaved head. And about the 10th guy, this is what was most interesting to me, a dude with no shoes on. I used to hear that joke growing up all the time. You're from Nashville? Do you guys have shoes down there? Wasn't like that. It's one of these barefoot runners. That's probably the guy that I thought was most interesting outside of some of the novelty runners. We've got guys running with wheelbarrows. I saw a guy in a fireman outfit with an oxygen tank on his back. A lot of women wearing tutus. A lot of people dress up for this thing. So I stuck around a few minutes, and I would have stuck around a little bit longer. But at that point, the dog, who was still with me, he started getting a little freaked out. A lot of people were clapping, cheering these runners on. And my dog is blind, so he was getting a little bit freaked out. I took him back in, had a leisurely breakfast. This thing's going to go on for a while, right? About an hour later, I went back outside to watch the bigger pack of runners, the slower guys, the mid-packers, and really some of the finishing guys. Because I was so inspired, I stuck around a little bit longer than I thought. And to me, that was the most inspiring part of this. It wasn't the guys from Kenya who aren't even breaking a sweat. They've been training for this for a long, long time. And for them, the Nashville Marathon, that's preparation for something larger. New York, Boston. The most inspiring people to me, and I watched tens of thousands of people run by me today, I loved the guys that looked like they shouldn't have been there, that looked like maybe they were a little overwhelmed. So a lot of people, and if you looked at them on the street, you would be like, how the hell is this guy going to finish a marathon or even a half marathon, 13.1 miles, especially in Nashville. Nashville is hilly. It was a nice day today. It was maybe 60 degrees, still a little bit hot. It had rained last night. It's certainly humid. And to watch these guys get out there, it's inspiring as hell, inspiring as hell. Some of them, again, they look like they were overwhelmed, but yet, as Teddy Roosevelt said, they're in the arena. They're in the arena. It's easy for people to criticize and to look at somebody from the sideline and be like, that guy's never going to make it. But yet here these guys were in the arena, on the marathon route, even a few steps into that, more than I can say for anybody who was on the sidelines. 
I bring up the marathon not only because of that, because it was inspiring as hell, but also because of something else that I saw there. I'm going to get into that in just a second. This is the Red Podcast, the podcast for influencers. If you're a blogger, you're a podcaster, speaker, marketer, nonfiction author, or business owner with a message, you want to reach, expand, develop your audience, this is the podcast for you. Talk about book publishing, podcasting, speaking, and other marketing elements of your business that you must master to make a name for yourself, take your idea, spread your message, and make money. The original idea for this episode came to me when I was attending the Religious Broadcasters Convention. If you haven't heard my review of that and why I was there, this is not a religious broadcast, just to clarify. You can go to redpodcast.com slash 194. I was there last month, had a good time, had a very interesting time, a lot of lessons. And I was going to talk about trade show mistakes. I saw a lot of things on the trade show floor that I felt would be helpful to you should you ever be in a convention situation, should you ever be working a trade show. And since that time, I've seen the same things, good and bad, that I saw on the trade show of the Religious Broadcasters Convention in a couple of different situations. One was the TEDx VIP party that I attended. TEDx, if you don't know, it's an independently organized TED event, very similar to TED, very similar to the talks that you've seen all over the internet. Nashville's got a pretty good one. Got a big hall, several thousand people, some really great speakers there, including many celebrities that you've probably heard of. I was also recently at a big book launch event. New York Times bestselling author on tour went to go see him. I saw the same things, good and bad, in the audience there that I saw at the TEDx party that I saw at the Religious Broadcasters Convention on the trade show floor. Let's talk about the TEDx party for a minute. This was a VIP party. Not everybody who went to TED was invited to that. This was speakers. This is the people they considered VIP in the Nashville community, talking media, celebrities, people that the TED folks felt are trendsetters, important, have some level of stature. And I bring that up to say that these were really good, talented, and successful people. These are people who know what they're doing or should know, and they were still making these same mistakes. One of them, this is especially bad for a trade show, is you walk into a trade show floor and you see people at the booth just sitting, not talking to anybody, just sitting, maybe reading, eating lunch, talking to their buddy if they are talking to somebody at all. Certainly saw that at the book launch event that I went to. A lot of people in there alone, a lot of people in there with a buddy, and it's nerve-wracking. It's easy to get nervous when you're there and you don't know anybody. The TED VIP party I saw the same thing there. These are people that you would think would be beyond that. Instead, all three of these events, you walk into them and you see what looks like a junior high dance. Girls on one side, boys on the other side. And you've got people that are curious about what the other side is doing, what the other people in the room are doing. And they want to talk to you. And if you walked up to them, they probably would talk to you. But for some reason, there's this invisible force field keeping one group on one side and the other group on the other side. So just think about that. You're at a trade show. You spend a lot of money. You've got your booth. You've got it all decked out. You had to get there. You've got a hotel. And you're not talking 
to the people that you're trying to reach. Or on the flip side of that, you've gone to this trade show, part of a bigger convention usually. It's even worse when you get to some kind of industry networking event. And granted, not everybody at any of these things is going to be somebody that you must talk to, that you really want to talk to, that you benefit from talking to. But how are you going to know if you just sit there? Like you got your security blanket, afraid to move. Some of these people, it's like they had a security blanket with their friend that they brought with them or with their phones, sitting there checking out Facebook, making videos for Snapchat, photos for Instagram. None of that matters. Who cares what the people at home think? Take it back to Teddy Roosevelt. In the arena, you're in the arena and you're playing to an audience that isn't even there. Why are you doing that? That's mistake number one. The solution, you must talk to people. Take a deep breath and go do it. You're nervous, they're nervous. They're going to appreciate you walking up to them. And yeah, it's weird as hell. Felt I was in the singles bar. Hey, what brought you here? How you doing? Starting up a conversation? Yeah, it's weird. But it gets easier the more and more you do it. And once you break the ice, 30 seconds, you're in a conversation. Going back to the disengagement that people have at these events, it's super easy to be disengaged from a crowd these days. It used to be you would walk outside, and before that, you wouldn't even have to walk outside. You'd smoke a cigarette. You'd have something to do. But these days, we've got a lot of things to do. We've got our mobile phones in front of us. If you brought a friend with you, you can talk to him or her. It's easy to be disengaged from a crowd. Trade show floor, see people eating. They also have these bowls of candy, these little lonely bowls of candy. You see trade show people sitting there hoping that you, as a trade show visitor, are going to walk over to that little bowl of candy, get a piece, and then they'll start talking to you. So they've got these bowls of candy at every single trade show booth that you go to almost. and. What happens? Well, who's eating all the candy? The guy working at the trade show. Because you're afraid if you walk over there and get a piece of candy, they're going to start talking to you. And they're bored. So they're going to do anything they can to relieve that boredom. It's not the phone. It's going to be the candy. Disengagement from live crowds, it's killing entrepreneurship, especially younger entrepreneurs. Millennials, got to pick on you guys for a minute. You're so used to being in front of a screen, sometimes it can get a little weird to talk to people. Get over it. At the marathon this morning, something very interesting happened to me. I'm outside the first time. As I mentioned, everything's quiet. First guys run by. It's all good. I leave. I go away. I'm in my house for about an hour, having breakfast, hanging out with my wife, Decided to go back, check out what's going on. And one of the reasons that I did that, one of the things that got me out there is because I could hear people yelling, cheering people on. I hear this guy, you're awesome. This is from the inside of my house. He's several hundred feet away. Woo! Clapping. One guy. I was like, who the heck is that guy? So I go outside, said a couple hundred feet away from my place. And this guy's got a big sign And it says, you're awesome, 
on it. And when people come by, they'd have bibs on that would either have their names or sometimes what people would do is they would put their names on their shirts. And the reason that you see that happening, because the marathon is part of marathon culture. It's full of guys like this. They'll yell at you, usually like, hey, Kathy, keep going, keep going, Kathy, you're doing a good job. But this guy was taking it to another level. Had this big sign that says, you're awesome. And he would get right up on the edge, high-fiving everybody when they came by. I see you, Kathy. You're looking good in those shorts. I see you, Kathy, in the fluorescent shorts. Keep running. You're doing this. It's all you, baby. Literally did this for three hours. He was there from when the first guy started to when the last guy left. I was just there in the middle. But this guy was crazy and got more and more intense as he came by. And like I said with the trade show, like I said with the VIP party, people are just jonesing for you to interact with them. And people will come by and they'll be like, oh, thank you. You're awesome. No, you're awesome. These guys are having like some kind of compliment war. Now, was it weird for this guy to be on a street with a big sign that says you're awesome and start yelling at people? Yeah, probably weird. When I was out there the first time, he really wasn't going great guns. But when I came back an hour later, even before that, because I could hear him from inside my house, he'd warmed up. The crowd was responding, and he kept going and going and going. And I talked to him before I left. I said, hey, man, are you from the area? Because I wanted to get to know this guy. If he was from my neighborhood, I was going to get to know him. He said, no, I'm not. I said, are you going to be here next year because I'm going to be out joining you? Now think about that. Derek Sivers, speaking of TED, if you've ever seen Derek, Derek Sivers had an entire TED Talk about the first guy is the crazy one. But the second guy, the first follower, is the guy who actually starts the movement and gives permission. This guy, the You're Awesome guy, it started out just him. Then a second person came along, third person, fourth and fifth person. Then I'm into it. We're all high-fiving the runners. And I'm wanting to continue that after the marathon. Same thing for you. If you're that guy, This is the podcast about how to have influence. If you're that guy who walks into the VIP party, the trade show floor, the book signing, the toughest part in doing that is that first initial contact. If you can start something, then the momentum builds up around you and people are starting to come to you. It's magnetic and this is how it happens. And this is actually the crux of what Red Podcast is all about. This is about you being that guy wherever you are, VIP party, book signing, trade show floor, where people are coming to you. You think it's a lot of work to start something, and there is an initial resistance that you have to break past. But once you get going, the crowd energizes you. You give them energy, they give you energy. Like I said, these runners, they're coming by six, seven miles in. They're tired. It's a big four-lane street that they're running on. They're coming over to see this guy. High-five him. High-five me. High-five all the other people that are around there. No, you're awesome. Some people were hugging this guy. They were so excited to see him. You can do the exact same thing. The exact same thing. All he had to do was acknowledge people. Acknowledge people. That's it. Listen to people. That's another thing that I saw at the trade show. That's another thing that I've noticed a lot over these events that I've been to over the last month. People not acknowledging other people. I can't tell you how many conversations that I've had 
talking to people directly in front of them where they'll pull out their phones, start scrolling through something. I don't know what they were scrolling. Facebook, text messaging. Could have been something really important. But nobody acknowledged, hey, sorry, man, this is really important. My wife's about to have a baby, and she's going to text me when she goes into labor so I can leave. Nobody said anything of it. Some guys just sat there for minutes. Now I can write that off the first time, especially if they're going to put the phone back in their pocket. Maybe they're checking the time. Okay, good. I'll write that off, give you a benefit of the doubt. But when you do it the second time, that's becoming a habit. That's when I get disengaged. That's when I get disinterested. I don't care who you are. I'm going to walk away. I'm there to meet people too. It's not the highest and best use of my time to talk to somebody who's not paying attention to me. So no checking mobile phones during conversation. If you're walking by a trade show booth and you've got somebody who's attached to their mobile phone, they're not going to stop and talk to you. That's a waste of your money. And if you're hiring somebody, you need to make this clear. It is very difficult. There's no doubt that when you walk onto a trade show floor, if you've got to be there for eight hours for maybe two days, Sometimes there's a half day on the front or the end of that, but you're talking a good 20 hours that they're having to be on the trade show floor. It's very easy to get caught up in mobile phones. It's very easy to get caught up in eating candy. It's very easy to get caught up in talking to your buddy who is there with you and just completely become disinterested thinking that it's not important. It's like me sitting on the side of the marathon watching all these runners go by. That is the exact same thing that a trade show is, a VIP party, a book signing, anytime there are important people walking by you, not interacting with them. You don't have to interact with everybody. You're just there to meet a few people. But if you're wondering why you're going to conferences, why you're going to VIP parties, why you're going to book signings and other events, and you're not meeting good people, maybe this is it. Maybe it's because you're acting disengaged. Don't do it. Be that guy. Be that guy. This is so rare, you will stand out at any event. Be the guy who is going up to people and meeting them. If you don't know what to say, ask them about themselves. Then shut up and let them talk. You'll be the most interesting person in the room. Next episode, I got the idea to do this from a guy who was actually in the marathon today, John Acuff. Cool guy. Also, a New York Times bestselling author, not the one whose party that I mentioned in this episode, though. That man will remain anonymous. Anyway, John Acuff sent me this thing. It was about ambiguity and connection. I've got some thoughts on this. To me, this is one of the biggest reasons that entrepreneurs fail. My thoughts on this on the next episode. If you're interested in subscribing to Red Podcast, making sure you never miss an episode. We're available everywhere, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Red Podcast is available. Sometimes we can be tricky to find, though. To make sure that you don't miss an episode, go to redpodcast.com. One click is all it takes. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, one click from redpodcast.com will let you find it easily and quickly. If you've got questions or comments, reach out to me. Twitter is the best way to do that at David Hooper on Twitter. Thank you so much for helping to build the Red Podcast community. I hope that I see you out at a trade show, at a convention, at a VIP party or book signing. If you're ever coming through Nashville, reach out. At David Hooper on Twitter is the way to do it. Let me know where you're going to be. Maybe we'll meet that way. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Red Podcast. You've been listening to Red Podcast, the marketing podcast for influencers. Never miss an episode. 
Subscribe now with your iPhone, Android, or via RSS at redpodcast.com. Redpodcast.com.